Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles today. Very happy to be with the Sharon Lecter here in the studio at Voice America. I wanted to just continue to give a shout out also to the various countries that have been chiming in to listen to this show. I believe we're up to, to 18 countries now, so really excited and pumped about that. And Sharon is a global financial literacy expert. So I'm happy to be able to uh, be with her today and talk a little bit about her life and about her projects and have her give you some of the wonderful knowledge that's in this in this head of hers. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> wonderful to be with you. Great to be with you as well. And so you are... Uh, just so dynamic. I'm just wondering where even to start to this conversation. So uh, can you just give just a general introduction and then we'll, we'll go into some points. Certainly. I'll do the cliff notes. I've been around a long time. <laughs> so um, I started my career as an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually grew up in a very entrepreneurial home okay. and uh, my parents wanted me to actually get the good job and have the career. And so that's actually what I wanted until I was about 25. And then I said, you know, if I'm going to work this hard, I should be working for myself. Mm -hmm. That's why I left public accounting. I met my husband, ended up uh, meeting the inventor of the first talking children's book, books with the sound strips down the side. So helped grow that into a global brand back in the late 80s. Mm -hmm. Um, Sold that in 91. We moved here to Arizona. Way back then, we've been here forever. And our oldest son went off to college, got into a little credit card debt. I was pretty mad at him. (laughs) more mad at myself and so that was December of 92 okay and that's when I dedicated the rest of my career to financial literacy and financial education mm-hmm. and so it was um you know really I'm as passionate about it today as I was back then mm-hmm. fast forward a few years this guy came in to see my husband who's an IP attorney and um he had on his flip-flops and his board shorts and wanted to um, patent this idea he had for a game. It was drawn off on a piece of paper. And mm-hmm. So my husband called me, and I went and met this guy at the beta test. His name was Robert Kiyosaki. And I love the idea for the game because it is about creating assets. And you're financially free when the income from your assets exceeds your monthly expenses. Mm-hmm. So I volunteered to help him commercialize the game. And in that process... Um, you know, he told me he wanted to charge $200 for this game. I said, well, maybe we should write a brochure that kind of explains the philosophy because that's pretty pricey. And so we, um, at that point in time, we became partners and we wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad as a brochure. Most people right. don't understand that. Right. And so Rich Dad, Poor Dad became, there was to be just a, a giveaway Mm-hmm. And the world said, no, 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 Rich Dad is your brand, not cash flow. So mm-hmm. that became became a 10-year partnership. We wrote 15 books together, mm-hmm. grew the brand, you know, the brand internationally, over 100 countries, over 50 languages. Mm-hmm. And it was 2007, 10 years into the relationship, 
that I was, um, we were no longer consistent with my personal mission. He wanted to go into franchise and it was not a good deal for, it was a good deal for us, but it wasn't right. a good deal for the franchisees. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision to leave at the height of our success, thinking that I was walking away from my legacy. But oh no, you know, the guy upstairs had something more in store for me. Right. And a few months later is when I got the call from President Bush. So I served on the very first President's Advisory Council for Financial Literacy. Mm-hmm. So I tell people and everybody listening and watching this, um, that sometimes you have to close one door right. for other doors of opportunity to open for you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten the call from President Bush had I still been a rich dad. Right. Sometimes you don't know what the future holds until you make room for it. Yeah, President Bush and you you also served uh, Obama. Yes, as President well. and Obama, mm-hmm. both Bush and Obama. And then um, I also got the phone call from the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Right. So for the last 10 years, um, I've done um, now four books with them. The fourth one's coming out in September. And absolutely cherish my relationship with them. And again, Don Green would not have called me had I still been at Rich Dad. So, so tell a little bit about that story uh, about the call and, and how they asked you to to re-energize the Napoleon Hill teaching. Yes, um, we all probably remember what happened to the economy in two thousand and eight. And that's when they got the call from Don Green because he had just found out that I'd left Rich Dad. And he said, Sharon, you know, so many young people. Um, don't even know who Napoleon Hill is. We need, you know, with what's happening in the economy, we need to revitalize the teachings because, of course, Think and Grow Rich helped a lot of people get out of the Great Depression. Right. And so um, I was just thrilled and honored to be able mm-hmm. to do that. So my first book with them was Three Feet from Gold, which I did with Greg Reed. Right. And then um, I had the awesome opportunity to bring out the manuscript out when in the double that Napoleon Hill had written and it was hidden for 73 years. Mm-hmm. And then fantastically had the opportunity to think and grow rich for women. And so, um, and then 10 years later, Greg and I have come back together and written another book called Success and Something Greater, which right. we released in September. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, and I realized so many of us, we have something that stops us in our tracks and, and but we're still here. So there's still more for us to do. There's a reason we're still here. And, um, you know, don't ever, your legacy is created each and every day. So we still have a lot more to do on this earth. We sure do. We sure do. And I just appreciate how you pour into people. And if, if anyone is interested in uh, working with Sharon, your, your website is actually your name, right? Yes, Sharon Lecter.com and all social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, right. um, Twitter. You can find me, Sharon Lecter. Mm-hmm. And um, and any questions, any you want to reach out to me, info at Sharon Lecter, you will get a response. Mm-hmm. So so there's there's blogs, there's there's podcasts, there's books, games, there's a number of things that you have. Even a retreat that you and your husband do, is, is yes. that at your, your yes. home or you, yes. one of your properties? No, we own a ranch here okay. in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's three hours outside Phoenix, a little piece of heaven, totally off the grid, all solar power, own water, big lake with stocked with fish, mm-hmm. and it's a working cattle ranch. So we have I love to fish. Yes, so. <laughs> and guaranteed you'll catch fish. We love it. It's called Cherry Creek Lodge. So you can go to cherrycreeklodge.com mm-hmm. for more information. We're running a special actually right now with the fact that Phoenix has gotten to excess of 100 degrees right now. Get out of the heat this weekend. It's hot already. Yeah, come to Cherry Crazy. Creek Lodge. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, we do retreats there where we take people up and do really intensive work with them mm-hmm. on their businesses to help them get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And um, the podcast is the Play Big Movement with Sharon Lecter. And I also have a private Facebook group 
called Play Big Movement with Sharon Lecter, mm-hmm. where we talk about what you need to do to take the next step, to really take your life and your business to the next level. So I invite everyone to to join that group. It's free. There's no charge. The podcast is free. And I interview people who are playing big in the world, and they share the things that they did so that everyone listening or watching can do it too. And that's what Soaring with Eagles is about. And so it is an honor and a privilege to have you here today to to share more about how you're playing big and, 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 and your whole give back model. Uh, one of the main things that, that we talk about and do is is really highlight and honor those who have give back models. So mm-hmm. with, with all that you've done and, and even one of the things we were talking about earlier um, grow your biz for God's sake or something like that. You're going to be doing in August. Is that in Nashville? Yes. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> I was asked to participate in that and it's going to be an incredible. Glenn Lundy is a, a, a new good friend of mine from Nashville. Um, had lots of experience in the uh, auto industry, but he is sponsoring this with the concept that it will be something we can take to large churches everywhere, even internationally. And it's called Grow Your Business for God's Sake. It's going to be in Nashville. And just really excited about it. I think it's going to be just um, a wonderful event of uh, some top-line speakers coming together to really bring back the spirit of God into the world of business. Right, right. Um, because just... You know, just a side note related to 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 God, religious religion, Christianity. You know, it's not just all about you know the worship and the praise. It's also about uh, you know our livelihood and and uh, being able to have a livelihood. And so, a number of people have businesses and in a lot of these different churches. And to be able to have something that's focused uh, from a church perspective, I think is phenomenal. Well, a lot of people think that uh, being successful is somehow not Christian, and, right? And it, it really. I believe we live in a world of abundance, Mm -hmm. and I think God realizes that the more abundant we are, the more we can serve others. And so I think that's really the essence is is create that abundance, give yourself the opportunity to make more so you can give more. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about pay your family first. Well, when I left Rich Dad, I started my own company. And um, many of you have heard the con- the concept of pay yourself first. Right. It's from Napoleon Hill. He created it. You hear a lot about it from banks and financial planners. But I said, you know, I really wanted to bring it home. And that is creating a financial life for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. So that's why I named my company Pay Your Family First. Because you know, you're, whether you're an employee, entrepreneur, sales professional, your personal business is your personal financial statement. And that is, you know, whatever you do, it's not what you do for your paycheck, it's what you do with your paycheck. Right. And so when you when you keep in, in your mind, pay your family first, take care of at home. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. But your family is your family, and focusing on building that financial fortress for your family is very important. And that all revolves around one of your favorite words, which is assets, right? Assets, my favorite <laughs> word on earth. <laughs> so uh, what what tidbit, little tidbit related to uh, pay your family first can, can you give our listeners today? Um, you've, you've, you've introduced the name of your company and said a little bit about it, but is, is there just one nugget that maybe you could give that you teach uh, at that company? Well, certainly, um, buy, build, or create assets is what Pay Your Family First is all about. Financial freedom comes when the income from your assets exceeds your monthly expenses. So the number doesn't have to be huge. 
And if we focus on, and what we're taught to exchange our time for money, mm -hmm. school teaches us to be employees, and there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is, as long as you're exchanging time for money, it's really difficult to get ahead because there's only so much time in the day and so many days in the week. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to become financially free, you need to start investing some of that time. Instead of exchanging your time for money, exchange your time for buying, building, or creating assets so that those assets can go to work for you. They're like employees in your balance sheet for you. Right, right. That's great. And I, I just really appreciated uh, with some of the things that uh, I looked at was, you know, with the different books that you have, they all basically align around a lot of common themes re related to that, that very, very thing related to assets. Well, hopefully I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, you also have to think about your mindset because mm -hmm. so many people are so um, deep-seated in fear that they don't take the action they need to. And mm -hmm. so, for instance, my first book with um, the Napoleon Hill Foundation, The Three Feet from Goal, I talk mm -hmm. about the success equation. And that's combining your passion and your talent. And that's what we learn in school or on the street. And that's us, you know, all about you. And most of us stop there. We think we have to do everything on our own. Right. But the true success in life comes from the power of association. The association, having the right people on your team, having the right strategic partners, strategic clients, the right mentors, mm -hmm. then taking the right action. And then, of course, having faith in yourself. And that faith sometimes is replaced by fear. And that's mm -hmm. what we want to blast out. I want people to have faith in what they're doing, that it's needed and necessary, um, if you're a business owner, the most successful businesses solve a problem or serve a need. Just remind yourself of that every morning, mm -hmm. and that gives you the motivation to get through the day. So I want to go back to that word faith because there are some things that you said on, uh, related to that on, on some of your talks. But, but first, you mentioned the equation and you said all the pieces, but can you, can you just say them in the form of the equation? Oh, of course. Six, the personal success equation is P plus T, mm -hmm. right, times A for association, times A for action, plus F for faith. So passion plus talent, times association, times action, plus faith. Right, right. I thought that was so cool. Really, really great equation. If you, if you look at all of those elements individually and then evaluate your life, uh, it, it, it answers some things for you. I think as, as individuals, if, if we look at, you know, what is our passion? Mm -hmm. uh, you talk about, you know, what is it that we love or what is it that makes me, make us, makes us angry? I think was one of the things you mentioned too. And taking all of that and then rolling that into the rest of that equation. Uh, now, one of the things that you, you said in, in one of the podcasts that, that I looked at, uh, you mentioned that you almost left the F out. You almost left faith out of, of the equation. Well, it wasn't that we left it out. It was we were, when we were doing Three Feet from Gold, we had created the equation. Okay. And the equation at that point in time was P plus T times A for association times A for action. Okay. And I was talking to Greg and I said, there's still something missing because in Three Feet from Gold, we interview people who survived through the financial crisis. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to say, you know, what did you do that other people didn't when other people gave up? And so I said, there's still something missing. And that's when I said, you know, they had faith. That faith in themselves, mm -hmm. and that faith carried them through, and so we added the faith, the F, before we actually went to press. Mm -hmm. So, and I think you mentioned like faith in themselves, faith in what it is that they want to do. Like you have to have faith in that yourself, even if nobody else does. Faith in a bigger vision, right? 
You know, so when you know that you are solving a problem or serving a need, that mm-hmm. takes it outside your internal, you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. It goes into the bigger picture. You're adding value to other people's lives. So that gives you the motivation that also gives you the greater cause and the greater good and helps you get through the rough spots. Right, right. That, that's so true. So true. So when we, when we talk about financial literacy, uh, a lot of times people think about adults. Mm-hmm. They don't think about the fact that we should be teaching our children about financial literacy. So what's the youngest age that that you would say would be best to start teaching about? One of my favorite questions. So I'm going to answer it with a question. Okay. At what age do you think a child knows the difference between a $1 bill and a $20 bill? That's a good question. (laughs) Probably four or five. They know the difference. So they know the difference of the spending power. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily know the difference on the earning power. Okay. And so, um, you know, it's important to talk about the world of money Mm -hmm. um, around your children, something a lot of people look at it as a taboo subject. But I, you know, I encourage you when you're out and about, when you're at a fast food restaurant, you talk about, well, the owner's not here because it's a system and they've got a lot of teenagers running it for them. Or um, there's one company that makes the, the wrapper that the, the um, hamburgers are in. There's another company that makes the straws. So right. they, they just start understanding the world of business. And it's important to have those dialogues and have that conversation. And if you are an entrepreneur, it's important for you to let your children know what you're doing. Because when if they need to sacrifice a night with you because you've got an b- important business meeting, let them in on it. Right. So that they understand they're contributing to the success of your business. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to tell your children and to teach them because we're still not teaching it in school. And um, and here in Arizona, we just passed a law, luckily, that requires personal financial education for high school graduation. Now, we don't have a separate class yet, so so we're still working hard on that. Okay. But it's, and and our treasurer, Kimberly Yee, is incredible. She's our new treasurer, and she's just appointed a financial literacy task force, and I'm honored to have been asked to be on that just, just this week. Okay, so, cool. Uh, new development. So I'm excited about that, that we see the, the, the wheels turning, but not fast enough. Right. And so if you're a parent or an interested adult, a great aunt or uncle, you know, the greatest gift you can give your child is financial education, because mm-hmm. once a child learns how they can make money on their own, they're empowered and emboldened for their life. Right. And I, I just want to give um, honor, I guess, again, to, to my parents, because that was something that they taught us at an early age, my brother and I, and opened up bank accounts for us and with us, took us through the whole process in elementary school. And we always had jobs, whether it was mowing lawns or shoveling snow in, in Michigan and, and other things. And in my book uh, that I launched at, at Secret Knock, the Plant Out Loud, you know, I talk about strategy, leadership, and success. And they were using that back then. And they didn't even know necessarily those words in that order, but there was a strategy to what they were teaching us sure. uh, and giving us the, the model of not just having money or giving us allowance for chores, but uh, starting businesses. So we, we had a lawn care business. We had a painting business and, and all of those things early on. So Fantastic. That, that really helped. Well, the greatest gift, I mean, in, in the world we live in today, you hear the word entitlement, um, you hear instant gratification. And it's yeah. really important um, to realize that when those things happen, a child actually doesn't have the opportunity to create self-worth right. and self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Your child needs to set a goal, work towards it, 
achieve it, and then celebrate. And in that process, so if somebody, if your child wants a new bike, instead of saying we can't afford it, which is a negative statement and closes your mind, ask them how can we how afford, can it? afford it right. and have them have the opportunity to come up because it triggers their entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And so they can come up with ways where they can earn the money to be able to buy that bike. And so allow them to do that go with them to buy the bike and then celebrate with them. And you're going to see your child's self-confidence soar. And that's what's missing so much today. We're not allowing our kids to set goals, work towards them and achieve them. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come back to hurt them. And and in all of what I've been doing, especially these last two years um, at at events, meeting people like you and and other people in in this, this circle, it's just magical to me that my parents were doing all of those things and, and didn't know that that was what they were doing in Flint, Michigan back in the 60s. And you are very lucky. I mean, I had that benefit as well. Yeah. Growing up in a home where everything about us, in fact, I swore I never wanted that in my life because we had we lived in a little house between my mom's beauty shop, my dad's used car lot. We had rental properties. We had orange groves. And it was like craziness. I said, I want to become a sophisticated professional. <laughs> But at the age of 25, I'm going, wait a minute, I think my parents are a whole lot smarter than I right. thought they were. Right. So realizing that uh, entrepreneurship is the way to build financial well, freedom. They uh, sent me to kindergarten with my little plastic briefcase, and I was on my way to be a businesswoman way back then. So I uh, just want to thank them again. for They're, they're no longer here with us, uh, but I really thank them for all of what they poured into me. So. We appreciate uh, you all joining in on this first segment with Sharon Lecter. And after this break, we will talk a little bit about Think and Grow Rich for Women and all the wonderful women that uh, have been spotlighted in this particular book. Now, as you know, we take a break from Voice America. We don't take a break from Facebook Live. So we will be right back. Join us, sponsor us, provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute open enrollment starts in January for our summer leadership and business boot camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to G3QARA.com or call 480-227-9743 today. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, aka community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. We are here with the Sharon Lecter. She has given advice to presidents on financial literacy and a number of other things globally. So we're really happy to be here with her today. And what we've talked about at the beginning was just a little bit about her life and, and some about business and her, her business and um, reminiscing a little bit about our parents. And what I want to go into in this particular segment is on one of the latest books that she has. I'm holding it up right here for those who are on Facebook. It's Think and Grow Rich for Women. And this was one of the books that you did as far as uh, you said that the Napoleon Hill Foundation called you and asked you to do a research, a re-energizing of his work. And so Think and Grow Rich, as you know, uh, was written by Napoleon Hill. And then this is for women. So take us through a little bit about how this came about. I know that they called you, but you have this take on it. It says for women. So how did that portion come about? Well, for most of my career, I actually resisted doing something specifically for women because I felt the steps of success were the same for men and women. Okay. And um, as I got a little more senior in my life, I realized that even though the steps of success are the same for men and women, we approach those steps very differently. Okay. And back in um, when we released Outwitting the Devil, um, about 2012, I was talking to Don Green, and I was getting a little frustrated with what I was seeing uh, in professional women. There was a lot of complaining and criticizing and um, complaining about the men in their lives, people who held them back. And, you know, if you, if you really understand Napoleon Hill's teachings, you understand the law of attraction. So when you're really negative, what do you attract? Right. Negative results. So I said, you know, it's really time for us to stop complaining and criticizing. Let's celebrate the progress we've made. Do we have more to do? Absolutely. Do we need to be further along? Absolutely. But we've come a long way. I mean, back in 2000, there were only two women CEOs in the Fortune 500. Okay, now we're 26, or I haven't checked lately, but it's around that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's been progress made. We have a lot more to go. Over 50% of management positions in top. Um, companies are now held by women. So that's a really huge thing to celebrate. So we need to celebrate the men that have helped us and celebrate the accomplishments we've made because I think when we start celebrating, more good things will happen instead of complaining. The other thing was um, the fact that when Think and Grow Rich was released in 1937, it had been a 25-year initiative by Napoleon Hill. There were were no women in business back then. Right. And so I wanted to honor Hill and so the, the chapter outline is the same. And so with each tenant that Napoleon talks about, I, I summarize his, his theory. And then I address that through interviewing and talking to women who have used that principle in their own journey to mm-hmm. success. Then I talk about how I've used it in my life. And then I have some quotes from women of all walks of life, women of history, women of, you know, of um, entrepreneurs, stars, people in network marketing. And I, I really want to share the fact that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And you may read one woman's story and say, I couldn't possibly do that. But the next one hits you right between the eyes and say, I can do that. Right. And so it's an opportunity to find over 300. Well, I have over 300 women in the book. And that's what I'm just going to show right here in the back. She outlines the women and what chapter that they're in. It's, it's phenomenal. 
And so it gives you the opportunity to really understand you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of different ways to create success in your life. And then the other thing, the last chapter is not in the original Thinking Grow Rich, in the last chapter in this book, because I wanted to address this this concept of work-life balance. Right. Okay. I don't believe it exists. Um, I often say comically, balance belongs in the yoga studio or the dance studio. You know, we all have multiple aspects of our life. We have our physical, we have our financial, we have our spiritual, we have our family, we have our work, we have our, our social circles. All of those things create who we are. And when you worry about work-life balance, you're wasting precious time today over something that happened before today. Right. And so we need to stop. And I always share my definition of worry. To worry is to pray for what you don't want. And again, you're attracting negative results. And so that definition has helped me really tremendously because I happen to be a queen of worry. I'm sure a few people watching or listening would identify with that. And so now when I catch myself in the middle of worrying about something, I stop. Like, okay, Sharon, stop focusing on what I don't want to have happen. And I retool to think about what I do want to have happen. And it really is magical. It really results in a much better outlook, a much happier outlook, and better results. And that is something that is maybe more indicative to how women think as opposed to men. Of, of course, men worry as well, but that's definitely something it's that a, yes. when you look at it from a women's perspective, that that it resonates, I'm sure, with a, a number of our listeners. Oh, and so much of it is related to children. And I say, you know, if you don't feel like you spent enough time with your kids yesterday, instead of spending precious time today worrying and lamenting about it, Just make a different choice today and keep moving. Men don't carry that bag of regrets on their shoulder. We do as women, and we need to get rid of that. And that's why the last chapter is called One One Big Big Life. Life. Um, And shed the worry. Understand that you have the opportunity to create the life you want. So I want to just touch on a couple things that that you said uh, that I've been reviewing. So, you talked about work-life balance and, and in, again, some of your talks, you talk about it's not work-life balance, it's work-life. Yeah, it's, it's work-life fulfillment. Fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, work-life fulfillment. And the other thing was um, you talked about worry. And in, in your book, uh, there's a number of things that I think that women, a lot of times, it's, it's not just worry, it's, it's our whole thought process is is different because in business men were more in charge and still are you know in in a lot of areas but as you mentioned there's more ceos than there were before and when when we look at that we look at what are some of those things that would help us to to take that step in leadership and in the book you talk about leadership uh, so what are some tips that you can give women related to taking that step to be the leader that they know that they can be inside? Well, a lot of times I think women um, envision themselves that in order to be a leader, they need to be more bossy. And really, you know, a true, a true, true leader is a servant leader. 
And women are brilliant leaders. Mm -hmm. And again, it's that lack of Mm self-confidence. So I say, you know, one of the biggest issues for women in business for not getting to the size they deserve is the lack of confidence. So I said, surround yourself with the best thing on earth called girlfriends who believe in you and support you and keep your, you know, keep your head on straight as to your talents and your opportunities. And while you're building your own Mm self-confidence And, um, you know, a lot of women, they don't ask for a raise. They don't, they don't put themselves in for promotions because they think, oh, they're going to recognize it and come to me. No, you need to put yourself out there. And, you know, if you don't ask, it may not happen. Right. And what I was trying to do in my mind as I was going through that whole little spiel just now was there is a connection between worry and leadership, whether you, whether you have it or don't have it or whether you you ask for the promotion or ask for the raise or whether you're recognized or not. And um, there's been times in my life that, that I was recognized and, and got uh, one of the companies, I actually got like a way back in the 90s, like a $5,000 bump by that president, which uh, the president of that company mm-hmm. to bring me up to the standards of the other people in that industry. That wasn't something I asked for. didn't even know really what was happening at the time. And then there were other things where, you know, I, took the initiative. And so there is a worry sometimes with women because they don't want to be seen not as necessarily assertive or there's other words that people call women if they're if, if yeah, a man's out. assertive, a woman's bossy. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah, and and that's it is something um, that isn't completely over. And it you do when I started my career Crystal, there, I was only the fourth woman ever hired by the public accounting firm. So it was before the even the term glass ceiling. It was be, okay. before the term sexual discrimination. Mm-hmm. And so as a woman in the accounting field, I just knew I had to work harder. Right. You know, I had to do more than the guys that were hired with me. And I just accepted that as something I had to do. And I did it. Right. But. You know, today we have a much more open um, opportunity for women to succeed. What they need is the self-confidence to make that happen. And yes, worry is a kind of a combination of fear and a lack of Mm self-confidence. And so you need to say, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to, they're going to say no. Well, if they say no, then I need to come back and say, okay, so if this isn't the right time for this promotion, can you share with me what I need to do? To make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you a lot of insights. All right. There, number one, it may, may give you the insight that, you know, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, that this, you need to find another opportunity. Or they may tell you, well, you need to do the X number of more clients. Or, and so now you have a target and you now have a senior executive who's committed to this is what you need to do. And so it's a, it's a considerate research Right. And say, I understand there's an opening for such and such. Maybe it's a manager of a division. And I'm very interested in that position. You know, what do I need to do to secure that? Okay, that's they're not going to necessarily say no. They're going to say, well, I don't think you're ready yet. Well, okay, so tell me what I need to do to be get, to get ready. Mm-hmm. So this is showing your level of interest. All right, so now you've planted a seed in that executive's mind that you are interested in upward mobility. Right. And as a woman, you have the advantage of the fact that they, you know, companies today, they need to, they need to have women in higher level positions. And so think of it as you're giving them an opportunity to check a box, all right? 
and making sure that you are um, capable, ready, and then have that confidence. And when you walk out, you're going to feel, even if the answer is not now, you're going to feel stronger because you took the initiative to do it. Right. And I think sometimes as women, uh, some women don't want to just be the person that checked the box. They want to be that they're actually the most qualified for the position. But my, my feeling on that because of just what I've been through in the last 30, 40 years in industry is that it doesn't matter which way it happens. As long as if it happens, you need to come with it. When, when you get that position, you need to come with it. And I would hope that that executive, um, senior executive is not going to promote you if you're not qualified for mm-hmm. the position. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is most women don't put themselves out. They don't go out there and raise their hand. And you know, people like to do business with the people they know, like, and trust. And right. so if that senior executive is out playing golf with some of your buddies and you don't play golf and you're, you're not front and center to their mind, you need to put yourself there. You need to demonstrate your capabilities and you need to demonstrate your desire. Right. Okay? And most people just want to ride on demonstrating capabilities. You need to demonstrate your desire. Capability, desire, and also just the whole relationship portion, Mm -hmm. you know, with the executives. And it it brings up a a story for me related to golf. My very first time playing golf, I was at uh, this particular medical company for uh, only two weeks, and it was time for the company golf outing. Never had golfed before. And I said, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and go. And it was a scramble. So you're in teams. And who was I teamed up with? The president and then two other people. And I actually did pretty, pretty well. You know, from the women's tees, they, they used my ball maybe three or four times out of the whole thing. That's, because impre- it went- that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I took up golf. And then my husband did later on. Now he plays, you know, more than me and better than me. But uh, that golf uh, tournament gave me an opportunity to say that I didn't know how to do something, but I was willing to try and have time with the president. And uh, that sometimes those kinds of opportunities is what can catapult you. And, and it actually did. Absolutely. Put yourself out there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's also dedication. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, you, you want to qualify, but you also need to make sure that you are, you know, up front and accounted for at company meetings. Don't sit in the back, sit right. up front. Right. Before we get off of this book and go on break before our last segment, I want to talk about the section related to women. And and as you stated, you use the the sections from Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill, uh, the mysteries of sex, uh, sex transmutation. And so in here, you talk about a number of things related to um, your voice and appearance, handshake. And and are there some things that you can just give as far as tidbits for this section? I think it's really, really great. Well, I think um, each one of us, whether you're male or female, you have a feminine side and a masculine side. And, um, you know, we think about the the whole concept of, of sex transmutation is that sexual energy is something that you can apply to what you're doing in the business world and really allow yourself to use both your masculine and your feminine traits. Right. What we've just been talking about, all right, you know, the dedication, desire, all of those things, you, know, you want to demonstrate you're capable, all right, and that's a masculine, but you want to demonstrate your desire, and that's really showing, you know, the feminine side. And so it's important to understand who you are and what you're doing. Don't have a fishy handshake, all right? You know, people, men are not going to be impressed by that, um, you know, and, and, and of course, I'm going to show my age, but if you are a woman executive and you're wanting to rise, you know, 
be careful that you're dressing the part, that you're not, you know, in low cut things or, you know, you, you you're not showing your age. That's something yeah, that is you know, any, any age you should do that. Well, <laughs> I mean, I even have an issue now with all these news reporters that are in the sleeveless dresses, you know, and the, the short skirts and, and the crossing sh- their legs. Yes, the yes, camera, you know, yes. So I, I do definitely show my age <laughs> and it's, well, it's funny for me to say that. But um, anyway, you know, dress the part. Be, uh, understand that you, you're there to do a job, not to get a boyfriend. And that's something that's, you know, an issue for a lot of young women that um, that they feel that they have to, you know, dress. They think that's how they're dressing attractively. Well, you're also pot- potentially, um, particularly in today's Me Too movement, you know, you, you, you're going to distance yourself because men are getting more and more hesitant to having any kind of alone time with a woman. Right. And it's just the, the, it's just the fact I had a conversation yesterday with somebody that wants to do something with me. And when I look up um, his background, he's a celebrity. He had an issue. Somebody accused him of sexual misconduct. You know, he claimed, you know, everybody says he's innocent, you know, and you want to, you want to believe somebody like that. But then also I have to consider how does that impact my brand? Right. Right. Because when you Google them, that's what you find. And so it's really sad because I believe here that, that he's innocent and, but I have to make the decision. I haven't made the decision yet, but it's, you know, it is one of those things where you just, it's kind of a sad thing of our economy, of our, you know, the, our state of affairs today. Um, I wish you could prove innocence and have people get a second chance. But, right. you know, it's not something that with, with this issue, it's becoming more and more polarized instead of more and more um, one society and gender neutral. And that's kind of sad, I think. Yeah. And and just a, another note on the whole Me Too movement, it, it's really unfortunate that there are some people that, it does apply to because they were harassed. I, I was one of them as mm-hmm. well. Um, but there's some people that they just want to get back at the person for not giving them promotion, the promotion and said that they did something that they did not. And so just to admonish to for, for our listeners, you know, just to, to be conscious of that and, and just be a person of integrity, mm-hmm. I think. And if something has happened, uh, if you need to speak up about it, do that. Um, but if it hasn't happened and if it's just where you're trying to get ahead, that's obviously not the way. Be to, in charge to get of ahead. your own body and don't give anybody permission or the opportunity to do anything. You know, just say no and, right. and don't be quiet about it. So many, so many women, and I think it's that lack, that fear, lack of self confidence. Something happens and then they don't talk about it. And, and it just causes them more harm. Speak up, you know, and, and Child Help, which I'm on the national board for, which is the largest organization for the prevention and treatment of child abuse. Mm-hmm. We have a program called Speak Up, Be Safe. And same thing for women, speak up. Don't, you know, don't, don't be in fear of losing your job. Don't be in fear of looking um, bad. Don't let things happen to you. Be in charge and own your own body and your rights. Nobody has the right to touch you unless you want them to. Right. Right. Well, that's great. Um, Really good conversation. Really good conversation. So let's go ahead and go on our last break. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what Sharon has coming up. And uh, we will be right back.
Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Join us, sponsor us, provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute Open Enrollment starts in January for our Summer Leadership and Business Boot Camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to g3qara.com or call 480-227-9743 today it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com you are listening to soaring with eagles with crystal richardson now back to our show Good morning, everyone. We are here on our last and final segment with the Sharon Lecter, and we are talking about Think and Grow Rich for Women. So when we were on break, we had some little bonuses that we always do for the Facebook folks, but we wanted you that were listening uh, through the Voice America network to get them as well based on the one thing that she just talked about. So I asked her a question that she said she's never been asked related to what was her favorite chapter or is her favorite chapter in Think and Grow Rich? And so uh, let, let's go ahead and touch on that. Well, I think, you know, um, they all work together. And so as I shared, they, you know, one doesn't necessarily um, stand on its own, but certainly it all starts with burning desire. Okay. You know, and, and knowing that uh, that helps keep you going and what you want. But I think one of the biggest ones for people to pay attention to is the subconscious mind. Um, because as I shared on break, it can either be a, a weapon or a tool. And um, I was just having an interview with James Dentley, and he was talking about the difference between your brain and your subconscious. He says your brain's the quarterback, but subconscious is the team. And I love that analogy because wow. um, you know we talk about, and he and I both do this at night. We kind of before we go to bed, we think about what we want to do the next day. And so that's kind of like your strategy, your game strategy. And so um, when you're sleeping, your team that's in your subconscious, they're trying to answer those questions for you. So as many of us can think of a time we wake up in the middle of the night with a great idea, right? Mm -hmm. Or something feels really stressful at night and the next morning when we get up, it doesn't seem quite so stressful, right? Well, that's our subconscious mind at work. Um, It has all those memories of everything that's happened to you. And so... 
to we talk about the power of autosuggestion, also another mm-hmm. chapter. Right. Um, is what are, what are you feeding into your subconscious? Even if you're not really listening, whatever you're you know is playing off in the background is 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 listening. You know, your subconscious is paying attention it to is. it. It is. And you have a way to help support your 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 success by making sure that both your brain and your subconscious is working in tandem with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, do you have a notepad where you wake up and write things down and then go back to sleep? Yes, you do. I do too. Yeah, there's my my husband always talks about me about my mind never stops and why don't you rest your mind? I'm like I I can't do that <laughs> because there's always thoughts, there's always things. So I have all these different notes that that I write um, various times during the day, and 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 I do wake up at night and write. So one, one of the things that you, you mentioned made me think about another thing that I've heard you say about coasting and neutral and, and not striving to be number one. Can, can you touch on that before we go to quick fire? Certainly. Uh, well, six and a half years ago, I lost my youngest son. And so um, I'm sure everybody watching and listening has had something in their life that stopped them in their tracks. But mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than losing a child. Um, I used to think I had a lot of stress and drama, but nothing compares to that. So things that used to upset me don't upset me anymore. Yeah. But I found myself, and I was still working, but I, I, I just wasn't as into it. I was kind of in the state of numb. I, go, I was the state land of numb. And um, about a year and a half ago, I made the decision that I should retire. Got a little pushback from family and friends, and I think even from my son saying, Mom, there's more for you to do from above. So um, I made the decision to get back into the game the way I had, and I was playing big, looking for those big associations. And so I started the movement, Play Big Movement, sharing the things that I'm doing. And it's amazing when you open up the space, mm-hmm. the opportunities, they come. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had the opportunity to, to do some work with Grant Cardone. I've been on the Get Motivated stages and now the Think and Grow Rich um, uh, World Tour. So it's, it's, it's just been, when you make, make room for the opportunities, they show up. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I've created the Play Big Movement Facebook page. I invite everybody to join that. And it's given me the opportunity to really get passionate again and be living again, you know, living on purpose with that burning desire. And so um, I've kind of, in the last month or so, made the decision because I've been working on a book, kind of the things that have happened to me in my life. But, okay. Um, and I've decided to title it Refire because that's instead of retiring, I made the decision to refire. So Excellent. When do you plan on that coming out? Oh, it's well. It ha- hasn't been written yet, so okay. it'll be end of next year. End of next year. So you heard it here. Refire. End of next year. We need to keep an eye out uh, for that from Sharon Lecter. Uh, and you talk about playing big, and and, and you've been on a number of different networks. Um, for you've you've talked with. Uh, you've done work. What IBM mm-hmm. is it? American Express, like a number of different huge, huge companies. So is is that all related to financial literacy or is some of it related to other topics? Um, good question. A lot of it, well, they're all different. Sometimes I'll, I'll come in to help educate their people related to their benefits programs. Okay. Um, other times I come in and just do general um, discussions about personal finance Sometimes I've invited in to talk about books that I've written. Mm-hmm. So 
um, you know, is my I talk about getting over adversities. I talk about personal finance. I talk about um, planning for retirement. So I, you know, whatever whatever can best suit what the HR division is trying to accomplish for their people. Okay, and your background as a CPA just obviously helps all of that and and all of your experiences. Right. But I've also been being on the President's Advisory Council and then I've been on the um, AICPA, American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, Mm -hmm. on their National Financial Literacy Commission um, for now, gosh, eight, nine years. So um, I'm still a national spokesperson on the topics of financial literacy. National spokesperson. Wow. Well, that's just so, so phenomenal. Just, I mean, there's so many different aspects of your life that, that we could go into. We just were able to just touch on a little bit of it today. Uh, before we go to quick fire, I just wanted to give a shout out about the Think and Grow Rich uh, tour and that it will be here in the Phoenix area at the end of next week. And there's a number of other places across the country. And then maybe starting next year, you'll be going uh, out of the country to international. So you want to just give some information for those who are local about what's happening the end of next week. It's actually in Scottsdale at the Weston Carolyn Resort. And um, it'll be the 28th and 29th. They're actually going to show the movie, Think Courage Legacy movie, the evening of the 27th. So you can get tickets at tgrworldtour.com. Or if you want further information, because I am going to have a VIP party at my home. So if you want to talk about um, that, call us, uh, email me at info at SharonLecter.com. Okay. Yeah, and how many places have you been already for the, for the tour? This will be number five. Number five. We launched in Anaheim. We were in Chicago, San Diego, and Sacramento. So, and now Phoenix. And how was it? Oh, it was wonderful. Great people. Of incredible people. You know, people understand the power of Napoleon Hill. Many of them are curious because they don't really know him that well, but they want to hear more. And so we're, we're excited. The people that come are just top-notch. Incredible. Excellent. All right. So before we close out, we have just a couple more minutes. We're going to do a, a really quick, quick fire right. and uh, see what we end up with. All right. First word is rich. Um, rich in life. Life is your word. Okay. Build. Assets. Finance. Freedom. President. Oh, lots of responsibility. Responsibility. (laughs) Okay. Money. Money matters. Matters. Okay. Women. Women succeed. Succeed. And asset. Sexy assets. (laughs) You're giving these two words, but I know you're putting the word with other words. So assets are are sexy. That's that's really cool. Okay, so build assets, financial freedom, rich life, money matters. Uh, I I didn't say transmutation, but it's okay. President, you said responsibility, assets are sexy, and women succeed. That's really good. So, Mm -hmm. So for women... Any last comments to to our women? Aside from buy, think, and grow rich for women. If you don't already have it, and you have the ebook uh, as well. Yes, yes. The, um, for all the women out there, 
you have every opportunity. It's never been easier for you to be successful. So it's never been easier to start and build a business. And there are tools and resources available for you. If I can support you in any way, reach out to me at info at Sharon Lecter. Because it's it, the greatest thing is the power of the mastermind. So reach out and create that network of people who want you to succeed. And it makes, you know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely. And so it's important to have that group around you, either as a mastermind or a mentor. And, and I do mentoring. I would love to support each and every one of you. Excellent. Well, we are uh, at the end of our time today. This has been a really great, great interview. Thank you once again. And SharonLector.com if you want more information. And if you're in the Phoenix area, please get out to Think and Grow Rich the end of next week. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.